0: All right, hi and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Podcast. This um, broadcast originally appeared in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group. So if you want to be a part of a really fabulous sewing community, go to facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe. Okay, so this morning is supposed to be like an ask me anything. And it might be a little uh, arrogant of me to think that you guys want to ask me questions, but hey, whatever. (laughs) So um, I put out the call yesterday if anybody had any questions because sometimes when I'm doing Facebook Live, if the comments are Uh, too long. I can't see them on my screen all the time. So a few people ask questions ahead of time. And if you want me to answer your question uh, live this morning, you may submit it here uh, in the comments on the live video, or you can go back and comment on that post um, either way, and I will try to uh, get to some questions. I might need to, though, limit it to about a half hour here. So it's fabulous to have you all this morning hello to Jean and tracy and i think mary joined and glenda and riley and i haven't been um saying hello to everybody as they (laughs) have been coming on but i really oh hi marisa uh i've been enjoying our discussions about how to say the word m-a-u-v-e uh i say mauve sandy and her father say mauve uh so we'll see. We'll see what everybody uh, thinks about that. So, hi, hi, mom. <laughs> okay. So last night when I put out the call about um, and ask me anything, hi, Glenda. Uh, Kim asked a really good question. She said. I was wondering if you have noticed a new school versus old school way of sewing. My grandma is the one; it was the one to get me started in sewing and has taught me some of her methods. I've taken it from there and have learned a lot from PDF patterns and sewing with knits, which she really didn't get into. I found that some of the new methods may be quicker, but don't always give the results like the methods my grandma taught. Uh, just wondering if I was the only one who thought this. Okay, so... Uh, uh, something that's been on my mind lately is the uh, fetishization of things that are old, okay? So not just—we we we're talking about sewing machines, but also people. And then—so you asked this question, Kim, and then Sam was in the store editing a podcast, and she starts cracking up, and I said, what are you—what are you— how? what are you laughing at? What did, you know, mom and I do in, in the Sewing Out Loud podcast that's so funny? And she said that we were sort of talking about grandmas, actually, uh, on the podcast, and that we were saying, you know, n- not everybody's uh, grandmother was necessarily like an expert seamstress, or maybe they were, or da-da-da-da-da. And so um, sometimes people will come in, and they'll, you know, I'll say, you know, maybe they're having machine trouble and I'll say, are are you sure you know how to thread this? And they'll counter with a a big defensive thing like, well, I learned to sew for my grandmother, you know? And I've never met their grandmother and she could be a lovely person. It doesn't mean that she knew how to sew or how to thread this machine that we have here in front of us right now. I think that the answer to this question is that there are grandmothers You know, ZD's a grandma. There are grandmothers who know how to sew really well. And there are grandmothers who don't. And then there are people, like, creating patterns nowadays on modern, you know, sewing blogs who know how to sew really well. And then there are people creating patterns today on modern sewing blogs that don't sew very well. So I think that both things can happen, okay? Anyway, uh, the – so – you know your grandma might have known like kim it sounds like she had a lot of techniques to teach you that made you really successful and you're going to no matter if you were looking in the library for information 20 years ago if you're looking online for information today you're going to find some information that you think you know i don't i don't know about that uh or you're going to say that's an awesome tip you know from that person so i i don't believe that there is necessarily hard and fast old school versus new school because there are well informed and misinformed people in both generations. uh Mom was in here telling pe- people to top stitch uh from the top side of their fabric, you know, like not not um put like when when you're when you're hemming a pair of jeans don't hem them from the inside okay you know hem them from the outside and she's like top stitching goes on top you want your top thread to go on top right and someone said to her well some of us are from the old school of sewing and we we learned to do it like this and like you know this woman was the same age as my mother uh <laughs> it's not like this this was like something new and so what some people perceive as the Old school, I don't. I I think is, you know, a little silly sometimes. Uh, but if you know anyone who has given you good sewing advice, uh, I, fabulous, and they can be any age. You know, uh, they can be a person who is twenty years old or sixty years old. Uh, you know, someone asked a question about Tilly and the buttons shirt. Oh, a while back, this is a couple months ago, about how the under collar was cut on the bias. And she's like, Oh, I haven't seen that before. And then mom said, You know what, I do that on all my shirts. So, uh, you know, you can see that people who are, you know, Tilly is, I believe, under 30, you know, um, and she had this technique that might have been termed, you know, classic or something like that. So I I would never say like, oh, if someone's grandma said it, it's gotta be right. Okay. But I would also never say, you know, discount everything your grandmother ever told you, you know. Like Kim, you brought up a really good point in your question too, about how your grandmother maybe didn't sew with a lot of knits. Yeah, there's some things that are like totally new out there, uh that we didn't have, I mean, ten years ago, twenty years ago or something. And so there will be new techniques. So, um just just keep that in mind. So I don't really think there's an old school, like a, a hard and fast old school, new school. But sometimes I think people want to grab onto that. And they want to say, well, I was taught, you know, I was classically trained in sewing. And those people always end up then kind of giving themselves away as as not knowing a ton about sewing, too, to me. Not, not all of them. This might be a gross generalization. But they'll say, I... I learned to sew with my grandmother. I made all my kids' clothes. I don't know how to set in a sleeve, you know? And it's not bad to say you don't know how to do something, but I I think a lot of people want to, I don't know, pass themselves off as experts or something like that, you know? But, yeah. Oh, Lonnie's asking me to spill all my beauty secrets. This is my hair that I washed yesterday. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that later. I'll find the shade of red lipstick that I was wearing for, for a minute there. Okay. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, Kim asked another question, but I want to get to somebody. Okay. Amy says, do you ever try to ease without a basting stitch? And why do some shirt patterns require no easing of a sleeve, but others do? I love it when everything just fits. Finally, do you you think a beginner can handle the ginger jeans, and what are some of your recommended patterns for an enthusiastic beginner? Okay, so Amy, you're asking about easing without a basting stitch. Uh, So there's lots of different types of easing, and actually the podcast that Mom and I just released on Friday is about easing versus ease. Not everything you ease together needs a basting stitch. Now, on a woven pattern... Where you're setting in a sleeve, if it tells me to use an easing stitch or a you know whatever they're going to call it a gathering stitch or dotted on the pattern, I do it because obviously they're like I have added a lot of ease in this sleeve, so I need to uh, you know kind of gather that up and and ease it in. I don't know necessarily why someone <clears throat> wouldn't put easing stitches. In their sleeve on a woven garment. On a knit garment, you don't need to do any kind of basting stitches for easing. In fact, I know I know that sometimes people really like to baste, like Becca loves to baste her knits. And I would caution you, be careful. You want your knits to stretch while you're sewing them sometimes. You know, like you want to stretch that collar around, uh, that that neckband around the t-shirt neck hole in order to gather it up a little bit so that it can lay flat. You want to be able to stretch that sleeve, okay, um, into the armhole or ease ease the... Disparate uh, shapes together, so be careful about basting your knits. I'm reluctant. I, I I would always like second guess myself on if if somebody was like a knit together. Not not one hundred percent of the time, but but be careful because it can take away your stretch. It can take away the property of that fabric that actually can make it easier to work with. Do I think a beginner can handle the ginger jeans? I would recommend that if you want to make the ginger jeans as a beginner to read everything you can about it. Heather did a sew-along. Uh, she's the designer of the ginger jeans. I would also recommend getting her ebook about making jeans. And then I would also say that it's pretty much all just – I mean, it's just straight stitching, I guess. You know, uh, the, the hard part about making jeans, the really hard part, is the fit. So you need to be prepared to maybe, you know, you need to know this pair of jeans might not be perfect the first time. And Sandy is always very sort of, what self-deprecating is not the word, but she's always very humble when she talks about her ginger jeans. You know, she says I made two pair. Neither of them are perfectly perfect, but I I like them. You know, there are things I did on my second pair of ginger jeans a lot better than on my first, okay? So you need to... Just be aware that your perfect thing or that your first, you know, pair might not be absolutely perfect, but uh, oh, and Amy says that she enrolled in Heather's jeans making class. Yeah, Heather has come out with a jeans making course, which I have not watched yet. I'm tempted to buy it because I'm interested to see it, but she, I would just suggest to do a lot of research before starting the jeans. That's all. Just do a lot of reading. Uh, Of course, source quality materials. But um, make, make sure that you oh, familiarize yourself maybe with some of the things. But the fact that she has a, a course now, I think that's great. I would say that that's a real key to a beginner being able to um, do um, – a beginner being able to do the genes, okay? So, yeah, the research can really help. And – Bringing me to the ah, da, 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 da. oh patterns for an enthusiastic beginner. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of really um. I guess advanced might be the right word uh, lately. So I'm going to have to get back to you on some like beginning patterns. But I know a lot of people here have made like the laundry day tee and things like that. Uh, So anyway, um, Betsy asked, is there a rule of thumb for the amount of ease that you should have in a sleeve cap? Or does it just depend on the garment? Yeah, there is no, you know, that can be different for everyone. Because if you go with some standard... Rule for adding ease But then like your arm's bigger or something like that You might need to add more ease uh, It really does depend And it can be nice for you to make some kind of muslin Or like a um, You know A sloper or or a moulage <laughs> In order to figure out The amount of ease that you like Okay Um Oh Lonnie asks What's the most amount of money I've ever spent On fabric per yard Well I guess my white prom dress, which I could have brought in today. I, I have it at home, is made of beaded and sequined silk, and that fabric was a hundred dollars per yard. Now, I was seventeen and the dress is very brief. <laughs> so we only had to buy like two yards of it It it's like 60 inches wide but technically my mom bought that fabric okay so I guess that I I didn't really buy that fabric because I was in high school but then the most expensive fabric I've purchased I believe is this I'm gonna see if I can get it out from the sample rack behind me okay so what I have laying here um this pink silk and getting my Pen away from everything. Uh, My pen and my coffee. Um, This is a pink silk wool blend like boucle. Okay. And I think that it was about, oh, $60 a yard or something like that. Okay. So that was this. Now I can't really remember how much my wedding dress fabric was. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I, I don't remember how much it was per yard But I do remember I bought the fabric in Paris And that was special That my um, Special to our kind of engagement story We got engaged in Paris And uh, <clears throat> I didn't know what I wanted my dress to look like At all I had no idea when I bought the fabric And so I think I may have bought like six yards or something like that and I bought this lace there as well. And after they cut up the fabric um, at the at the fabric store, everybody else was just taking their fabric away, you know, and going to the cash register. And um, the lady who was cutting my fabric said, you know, she was like, "Is this all? You know, is this all you need?" And I said, "Yes." And then she wrapped it up and she walked me to the cash register. <laughs> And Derek was with me and he was like, why, why why'd she walk you, why'd she walk your fabric over there? And I was like, and then we paid for it. And I probably paid more for the fabric for my dress than a lot of people spend on their wedding dresses. And, um... Anyway, uh, we didn't use it all. We still, I believe we still have some of this fabric at home. Um, But this, this is my, this was my wedding dress. Uh, And so it was, it ended up being, I mean, I probably could have gotten away with a lot less fabric because it ended up being short. We got married in the summer. It was so hot. Um, I'm going to hang it back up now and uh but that is made of silk satin and you know uh lace that I believe that lace was made in France as well so that was exciting um to to buy and for mom to sew into my dress that's really the only reason I had a wedding was so that mom could sew me a dress um let's see oh okay I think the video is back on so I wasn't talking during that whole part. Okay. Next question is from Lonnie. <laughs> again, is there something you've sewn before but will never ever attempt again? Um Okay. Yeah. I tried to make a really simple quilt and I just personally hated every moment of it okay I was sewing all of these straight lines and cutting stuff up and sewing more straight lines and it was I just never want to do it again ever and it wasn't even that pretty when I got finished like I'm never gonna do that again (laughs) (laughs) that's me this is what I want to spend my time on okay and I have really uh, all of us have limited sewing time right you know and so if if you ever make something and it gives you no satisfaction don't do it again uh and let's see oh what do you do when you're working on a project that you loathe push through to the end or scrap it (laughs) So if I have to get it finished for something I'll push through, but if I don't, I will throw it away. Um I I will throw it away. I I I feel no um I do not feel compelled to like finish something just to finish it necessarily, but if I have to do it for a class or something, you know, I'll finish it. And let's see here. Aaron asked about putting in jeans buttons, which I freaking hate doing. And somebody shared a really good tutorial. So uh, that's good. Oh, and Becky says, I love making quilts. I just can't for the life of me enjoy garment sewing. There you go. Yes, Becky, I love it that you're saying that. Like, we all spend our time doing what we want to do, uh, you know. And maybe I didn't get the right quilt pattern or something like that. I'm sure. I'm sure I could make a quilt that like I'd enjoy. The sort of quilty wall hanging things that I've made that I have enjoyed include a lot of embellishment, like um, hand stitching or stitching with the Baby Lock Sashiko machine. So I have. I like those type of things. But when I am just sewing like straight pieces of fabric together, I'm just like, uh, not fun. Okay. So, let's see. Kim asks if there's a real possibility of a self-sewn wardrobe meetup. This is quite possible. This is something that we could host here in Columbia. But I know a lot of you are from all around the country, okay? Uh, We are going to make ourselves available eventually Uh, probably within the next couple months here or so, to uh, actually visit stores. So we're going to have it on our website uh, where you can book us, you know, for a visit. And I have booked guest artists and guest speakers at our store before. And they can be, you know, pricey. Um, We will have a couple of programs that we can do. And so if you, you know... If we put that up and you really want to have us in your part of the country and you don't want to travel all the way to Columbia or something like that, you know, if we put that up, you can request that from your local sewing store say, hey, would you, you know, be interested in hosting them? Uh, and, you know, we, they, can, they can get a hold of us and we can talk to them about that. So a self-sewn wardrobe meetup I think is definitely um, a possibility uh, and I, I'd, be, I'd be so happy to meet with a lot of the people that we have, uh, spoken with over email or, you know, through Facebook live. I would love to have, have, um, the opportunity to meet you all. So, um, it would be fabulous, uh, to, you know, have meetups in all different parts of the country. Uh, we won't be able though to like, you know, fly to California for free, you know, (laughs) (laughs) not not something that we would really be able to do so just keep that in mind um (laughs) you know or if you if you want to try and you know get us someplace um that's absolutely possible so um we we though are uh we are um you know gonna gonna make ourselves available there's going to be like a book us button on the website and kim says that would be great my local store isn't really aimed at garment sewing so that would be awesome You know, the other thing about this, I'll give you a little industry insider tip. As a store owner, it can cost thousands of dollars to have somebody come to your store if you have to pay for them to fly there, right? Um, What people want to know is if they'll get a return on their investment. So I might be asking some of you for testimonials. If we've ever given you any Uh, advice or information that has compelled you to make a purchase of a machine, that would be very um, compelling to a sewing store. They'd be like, okay, these people are fun. These people want to meet them. Not only that, but these people will talk about sewing machines and sewing supplies that I sell in my store, you know, um, and we would be Helping to uh, support that shop's, you know, business and their their traffic, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that's why people hire guest artists to come to sewing stores. Uh, we had Evie Hawkins here; it was fabulous. Um, the only way that I could, you know, pay for her to get here was to, you know, charge for her workshop and then, um, you know, hope I sold a couple of sewing machines. You know, that's, that's what I needed to do to fly her from South Carolina and ship all her stuff in pay her to make kits etc etc things like that so just keep that in mind uh as we as we go forth and if you want to see us making a grand tour uh all around the country uh we we might be asking you for some some testimonials about how we have helped you to become enthusiastic stitchers okay It is 9.27, and I'm sorry my connection has been so weak today. It's kind of uh, out of my control. But I will see you all tomorrow on Thursday for the last live broadcast of the week, and then again next Monday at all of these are at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And keep the conversation going in the group. Okay, I hope you all get something sewn today.